Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we discuss our FFA Cup departure, new team signings and much more. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you gentlemen? Not too bad. Yourself? Hello, mate. Good. Good, to, right. be, good been to be back briefly. Yeah. Been it's six great. weeks. Love you guys. Missed you. You went away for a couple of weeks. On your own. Early. On your own with that one, Aaron. Yeah. No, oh, turn it up. We <laughs> say love you to everybody. You know that. Of course. Walkout song. This is probably one for tomorrow. Beatles? Let's say I'm feeling black. Babies in black. I heard the word black, so I'm going to say it's And I'm feeling cup. blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's FFA. Black town. It's black town knocking us out. And we're feeling blue. Crying. Mm. Mm. Hashtag crying. So we ventured down, well, the, <coughs> the true supporters in this room ventured down. <laughs> and um, shots fired. Yeah, just. I don't remember that night, do you? <sighs> what happened? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 I was, I was, I was angry. <laughs> I, I was. I was very angry. I was angry. I, I went there being optimistic. Did you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought, you know, early stages of preseason, we're a team uh, that's on the rebuild, new players. So I thought, you know, I thought it probably wouldn't be pretty, but I thought we would get the job done. Um, and yeah, it didn't turn out that way. When that first um, free kick was being set up, I looked at you guys and I said... Uh, Jimmy called it. One nil, goal. second minute. Yep. Bang. You can see it coming from a mile away. Um, I, now, we, yeah. we don't really want to ride anyone too hard, do we? No. And he's been smashed uh, ever since poor Adam Pearce. Um, you know, the four of us have probably watched him... I don't know, over the last, if you include the NPL season, probably for nearly the last... Plus times, eh? Yeah, probably 20-plus times sort of home games in NPL season over the last sort of six months or so. Then NYL in the summer as yeah. well. Yeah, and, um, you know, the NYL season, he was awesome. Uh, he started off the NPL good, and then he had a run that was sort of not so good, and then um, during that break uh, that all the first team squad got in the NPL when we went on that really good run he was on fire um, and then sort of once pre-season started again his NPL form dropped a bit um, and sort of the goalkeeping situation that we're in he was the only one that was going to start I mean we've signed Ben Kennedy and I don't think he's done a medical because he does not no, look fit his Achilles is injured I mean if he's done a medical there. and passed then that's some that's a bit weird but he hasn't been cited he hasn't played I don't think one minute since he's been here um, well, last time I saw him was the uh, Central Coast game. Yeah. And uh, he was limping yeah, from did. the dugout. Still yeah. the strangest signing that we've made for yeah. this season, for sure. He does not look fit in the slightest. And, I mean, Glover, uh, from what we know, who's obviously a good pickup, which we'll talk about soon, um, he only got here, I think it was probably less than 48 hours before the game. So... In terms of who I would have liked to start, I would have preferred Glover, probably based on 
sort of just who I think maybe is a slightly better keeper or more experienced, but Pierce was always going to start. Well, Ocon did go into the game saying that the fit players would start, and yeah. he Pierce is fitter. Fit, yeah, you can't start someone who's jet lagged and only been in the country and doesn't even know probably half the players' names yet. Um, but yeah, that free kick was not a pretty one to concede. Or the second goal. The second or one the wasn't second either. One. No. Yeah, you can't concede goals on the near post like that in. A game like that. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, he maybe has been made a scapegoat, but I think some of it's been warranted, and that's just what he's going to have to cop. And now that he is a professional goalkeeper, he's going to have to cop that and learn how to deal with it. Um, with the second goal, I think, you know, probably another two players that might have been at fault was probably Storm and Barrow. I mean, Storm, the guy that scored was Storm's man, just ran inside and Storm gets caught ball-watching Barrow gets caught flat-footed on the edge of the box. The ball slid straight through and then he's through one-on-one with Pierce. And, yes, it's near post and he shouldn't get beaten there. But uh, and, and there does... Yeah. I mean, you know, sure, he, he has to accept some of the blame um, for the free kick especially, but um, it's OK to apportion a little bit of the blame elsewhere because, you know, the goalkeeper's just the last man, the old saying, of course. Um, and around context, we've watched Adam Pierce for a couple of years now and the first year that I watched him in the NYL I wasn't really sure that he could actually make it as a goalkeeper to be honest he was fresh to it he was learning heaps but because he wasn't originally a goalkeeper was he no I think he was a defender but not a goalkeeper and uh, he proved me wrong by the start of that last NPL season then he had improved out of sight he was saving penalties he was looking dominant he was controlling his team and talking to talking his team around the paddock during that last NYL season took some of that into the NPL. So it's, you know, I guess young players, they find it difficult to be consistent and definitely over the longer period then to consistently improve is, I guess, one of the biggest challenges. Um, so for him, it's not surprising that, you know, he can't stay on the trajectory that he was on from that first year to the second. Um, this is probably a bit too much too early for him, I'd have to say. I'm going to go on the record and say I don't think he's ready for the A-League yet. And I don't think any of us would have thought no, no. That, that he was. So, that. so, you know, I think it's a bit harsh to blame him all for it, for all of it. But, um, but yeah, the free kick, it's hard for fans to take because there'd be plenty of fans who'd be thinking back to last year when Paul Lizzo struggled to make walls at times. Two years ago. This is what I was going to say. For the last two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so. I hope he does what Izzo did, reads those comments and, you know, Sets out to prove him wrong. Well, because that's what, what Izzo did. That's and what you were saying, Luke, As a professional yeah. footballer, you're going to be copying that kind of thing, and you've got to take that on the chin and and uh, move on with your job. You know what your job is. Um, you know that's just one part of being a professional footballer. So, hopefully, he can um, turn that around and uh, use it to harden him for the future. I so, stepping. Sorry, go on. No, nah, you first. No, I was going to wrap that little bit oh, up. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, to be fair to him, the third goal probably wasn't his fault. No, 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 no. We, well, everyone was ball watching. No one was, yeah. no one, no one was watching their man. Well, we got back there to cover, and but we didn't cover the player. We covered yeah. the area. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there was two Blacktown players sort of in that front third, and there was probably six of us. We sort of like they still managed to score. We sort of like kept our shape at the back and just didn't go to the man. Exactly. Mm. Four of us rang back to cover two players. And instead of, you know, someone staying with that player, they, they kept running. That Drop player back. dropped, dropped yeah. stopped on the edge of the 18 and received the ball and slaughtered it. It was a good finish. I think maybe you can maybe say Pierce didn't get down for it very quickly. I, d- but I it don't was think par- he would have got It was anyway. pretty much past him before he dived anyway. Yeah. So 
when we got back to two two, I thought we were going to snag it. I didn't think it. I thought, well, this this hasn't been pretty, but we're going to get there. You know, Upia scored a good goal. The first one was a good goal. That was just his hard work that won the ball back, and then yeah. he slotted it. I I don't think he had a good game overall. We'll get back struggled. to Appy in a second, but when you were saying that we got back to two two, you felt we were in it. Did you feel like with the very late substitutions that Ocon was going for, yep. Paolo was going for extra time? Yep. Yeah. He Absolutely. made those subs too late. Just he way was, too late. He was saving two subs for extra time. I think he thought we were going extra time for sure and so had those two subs up his sleeve and obviously then we concede. And then the players that come on have only got five minutes. Mm. Well, and I they think don't have enough time to show anything. I think we conceded in about the eighty first or eighty second and he still yeah. didn't make another sub for like another couple of minutes until after we Well, after I think we he tried to, but the ball didn't go out for a long uh, time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. When I I, just I have to admit I didn't watch this live, as you know, same problem as uh, Monty. I couldn't get it in Bali, but um Watching it again, Macca was uh, McBreen, Daniel McBreen was uh, commentating this game, and those guys were talking straight away about subs after that goal, yep. and there was time and there was balls out, and sure he would have had to have been quick, but I like the rest of you think that we just didn't show enough urgency with those would. changes. Yeah, yeah, we did. It had to be at least fifteen <coughs> minutes, at least for those three subs to get on there, if you know, to make an impact to, to get that third goal that we needed. It just once we conceded, it was all too late. And that was always a possibility, unfortunately. And that's the thing about this game, though, is that they only had five shots and three shots on target. So every shot on target they had was a goal. Yeah. Mm. That's a problem. And we had, what, 20 shots? Mm. We just couldn't finish. Harare had a very good chance in the first half that Blackdown's keeper made a very good save from. So obviously if that goes in, it's a different game. But hindsight's twenty twenty. But so to be fair, did you guys think we deserved to win the game? I wasn't convinced watching the replay. No, no. Um, as we saw against the Hakoa game, our second string team isn't all that crash hot. No. Yeah, I mean, on the balance of play, when and I, I hate this, and this was sort of a bit of an, not an excuse, but something that Ocon said after the game, which sort of annoyed a few people about, well, we had all the possession, we had all this, we had all that, but that's irrelevant in the end. The thing that counts is the scoreboard. Yeah. And I mean, we can have all the all the possession we want in the world, and we're not if we're not going to do anything and make our chances count. I mean, that was the one thing that I was worried about going into that game is that we weren't going to have a lot up front. I mean, poor Binger's up front. I like him, but I I knew he was just going to struggle, and he struggled that night to put any real chances away. And I think having Hool in behind him, who probably isn't really a 10. I mean, who will no. start the season on the wing? and then But he starts this game as a number 10. So that's... Uh, the, only reason he, the only reason who will start a number 10 is because, obviously, De Silva's not fit for a 90-minute yeah. game yet. I mean, I know hindsight's a good thing, but if, if it was me, and I'm not a coach, obviously, but if De Silva can get through 60 minutes, why not put him on for 60 minutes, get a few goals in front... And then just rip him off. Yeah. It did seem to be the better approach. And I thought, I don't want to say the word lazy, but we looked a bit lazy at times, especially in that 10 spot. Early mm. on in the game, then Hull was coming at everything and uh, getting there first. But later in the game, then he struggled a fair bit with that. And I thought that was the time when we needed to make a change. Do you reckon we underestimated them? Do you think that we went into the game thinking that we were winning? That, we'd or, that they, we thought we'd already won the match before the it was on? Yeah. 
It's hard to say. I don't. I don't think any of us underestimated them. We no. called it as a tough game when the draw came. Because we know yeah. the Blacktown well, City is one won, of the. They've just won the premiership. One of the best teams in the, in the NPL. So of course it was going to be a good test. Yeah, I think you know the. I know Ocon said opposite, but the gap between the top NPL sides and the bottom A League sides, which in reality is us at the moment, it's not that big. No, and not it's when really it's not, not your first eleven. No. Exactly. And, you know, I think the game plan sort of had an impact with the first 11 that we chose as well. Like, from what we've seen, Ocon wants to play with the inverted wingers and well, have I was about the full overlap. Yeah. yeah. So, what, what happens is our left and right back will push up extremely wide, yep. usually where our left and right mid would sit. And then the left and right mid pretty much come in tight and then play in the little the little gaps there. Playing, I, be playing between the lines. I don't think... Well, yeah, running the line. I don't think that Cabsy suits that. No, I know no. he scored two. Yeah. But he, him and Payne on that left-hand side did not work together no. at all. And, and then those tactics work against us because then we're very vulnerable on the counter when we've only exactly. got two centre-backs we've back. Only played, we've only played an MPL team and, you know... They ripped us apart on the, on the counter. Well, for the third goal, yeah. yes. I don't know how we're going to go against A-League team. Um, but with Cabsy and Payne, you know, you you could see Payne standing there, or not so much standing, but, you know, floating around. He was, he was getting very frustrated too. He, he was, was getting, getting in a lot there. of space, and then Cabsy wouldn't look up. He would try and run the channel, not do anything with it, and then lose and the then ball. And he he'd pretty much run straight to where Payne is, and then yeah. and then not do anything. They go, oh shit, and turn around, and then do a little pass backwards. That's all. We're running the channels, and then going, oh, yeah. there's no space here. I have to turn around. I mean, yeah. when you when you think of Cabsy, you think of him flying down the wing, knocking the ball past yep. someone, flying down the wing, using yep. his speed, not being on the inside and trying to use his skill and his vision, which unfortunately at this stage he hasn't got a whole lot of. And when he was inside, he just looked lost. I think who can play that position. Yes. You can see him shooting from you know outside the 18, yep. um, running those channels. Uh, he can also whip it across. So if... You know, if your right back did come up and take that inside channel, then he can go to the outside, get to the edge of the, the byline, and cross it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd yeah. It's still, it's you know, it's obviously it's a work still. In progress. A work. It's all about. Yeah, it's a work in progress, and that that's not going to be our starting lineup. Positives, but there were some. I thought Josh Rose. Well, for a thirty-five-year-old, I will dare eat. I, I will it. eat my words. Huh? I know it yeah, was. I, I know agree. it was an NPL well. side, but he I was. was I was good. slightly concerned about him coming back, but. Yep. Wearing that yellow shirt again, he was a beast. Yep, he was. and uh, Doing the role that he's good at, overlapping. Exactly, and I thought that was the main telling thing, that he was mm. doing what he's good at and he did that well and tidily. Um, when, for the very few minutes that uh, De Silva did come on, I think he made a difference straight away, and that is a little bit that he was fresh, but it's also the fact that he's just got a little bit of quality about his touches and, and his uh, fitness hadn't uh, started to let those skills down at that stage. Mm. So that, to me, made a difference. Um, I thought the speed that um, Tommy Hiarie, I reckon I got that right. He's good. The speed that he plays He's the ball. Good. I think there's a minor trill in there somewhere, so he does a lot of that. Hiarie. Hiarie. Don't make me say it. Hiarie. I've said it wrong already several times tonight. But we'll get it by the end of the season. Like he but his ball speed, yeah, love he, that. He didn't lose the ball. I think he only lost the ball maybe once. Yeah, it was after you said he hasn't lost the ball all game. I, I, literally, <laughs> I was standing next to Jimmy, and it, what, what was that? Was that first half? Was like near no, the end of the second half. Second half, and I said, said to Jimmy, I said, 
I don't think he's lost the ball once, and then he passed the ball back and got, got intercepted. I'm like, oh, of course, jinxed. Yeah. But he was, it was very good, and as I said before, I had a very, very good attempt saved that was going to be nestling into the top corner. So damn the Blacktown City keeper for saving it. But fair play to him, great save, great shot. But if we think our first 11 includes De Silva, includes Yaria, yep. that's twice now, includes uh, Bramar, then all of a sudden that midfield looks pretty solid. Yep, exactly. Uh, like add, add some wingers to that, which are, you know, it's it's um, Arpier, it's Payne, it's Hull, it's uh, uh, Tre- Trent even, then uh, we're starting to look like we've got some... With real, the real experience that Bramar has, he will definitely be good in the A-League. Yeah. If he can play... Like what, three hundred games in the era of VZ play Europa League, play Champions League, you're a good player. So I'm looking forward to the partnership that he's gonna have with Hirare. Hirari A. I still can't get it right. Oh I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. But those two in defensive midfield will be good for us. That's where we're probably strongest. We'll probably be strongest this season is in defensive midfield. Uh, we'll just take a question quickly from the forum. Scott Max asks, uh, should the FFA Cup be viewed as a glorified pre season tournament? Or given the respect of a serious knockout comp? Serious knockout comp. Yeah. And I think that's what frustrates me with a lot of these A-League sides. I just see it as a couple of extra games in the preseason. But it's that's just really disrespectful to it's, it's all... Silverware. I, think, I yeah. think Ocon definitely treated it as a glorified preseason yeah. game. Every, now, there's 700 clubs into this comp. doesn't matter what level they are. If you don't treat it as a serious comp, then... There's no point even entering it. It's just a waste of money. No, but on the other hand, the fact that what have we lost uh, two to NPL this year and uh, mm. two last year from memory, one of which was the champions at the time, um, I think that the balance of timing here is a little off it for is. the A-League clubs. It They're because too green yeah. and the uh, competitors... And then so that's, that's, that's another point. gives the edge to the NPL team, because though, which I like. in season, whereas A-League clubs are all pre-season. Yeah, I do like that though. But it, it does make sense to give the MPL clubs a chance because if, like, if the A League team, like, pretty much every A League team full strength, you'd say middle of the season would be able to beat an MPL side yeah. fully fit. Should easily, should easily. Yeah. But I, I thought that in this particular game, if you add to the fact that add to the fact that we're out of season, they're in season. That Blacktown are the standard, have been the standard, and they're playing on their pitch, and their pitch is something else. That's a good point. The pitch, artificial. That combination, artificial turf, you their could home see, ground. Um, that was the difference. Pierce was visibly struggling with the bounce, and he yeah. wasn't the only one. And so I don't, I don't want that to sound like an excuse because I, I'm with you on this, Luke. It should be paid the respect it deserves. It's and uh, do we? Well, do we, we trained at North Taramara the day before. Yeah. So obviously we've tried, but I just thought that there was a lot of ducks in a row for them that night, and mm. uh, and I. I think that, that yeah. was one of you know, the reasons. And like we, we said, they've yeah. had an awesome season and they've just won it. Mm. Like they've just wrapped up the premiership. So that's why they did what they did. It's it's not it's not the biggest surprise really. No, fair play to them. You know, they played well. They deserved it. I thought, to be honest. And are you sure they won the premiership? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Appia, Appia. got it. Yeah, Appia I it was Blackham. No, Appia got it. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, I, I think I saw highlights of a game that Appia was celebrating the premiership. I thought I saw Blackdown celebrating something. No, mate. I was going to call you up on it before, I thought... Yeah, they, yeah they'll cel- they'll probably s- they're probably <laughs> still <laughs> celebrating beating us. I'm too worried about MPL too. <laughs> That's up, yeah. Anyway, uh, Fred's question. With the squad all but set, how comfortable would you be if the season started this weekend? Well, it'd be good because football will be back if it was this weekend. But this weekend? No. 
I don't think everyone's fit yet, so no, no. not happy yet. <laughs> I'm playing the semi-final this weekend, so don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> and no. we're not ready. We, we've got a lot of work to do. The pre-season is long for us, and uh, it's treated that way, especially fitness-wise. So our boys, you know, I thought they struggled with their fitness late in the game especially. Not in terms of, you know, they, they mostly tried to make the runs, although occasionally some players looked a little lazy, but their skills let them down. It's what happens when you've got nothing in the tank. And so we are... Playing tomorrow? Mm, I was going to yeah, say, can we, we mention that or not? We just did. Well, we did now. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow, that's uh, Wednesday, so it might be today if you're listening to it. Uh, Melbourne City in Melbourne. Don't know where. Probably closed doors. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard nothing. We'll find out something. Uh, you didn't hear it from us. <laughs> Will Tim Cahill be playing? Yeah, that jerk. Someone kick him. Why the hell would Tim Cahill bother playing a pre-season game against us? He probably he's probably on the sidelines wiping away snot with his with money, in the Bahamas. <laughs> uh, would so would we be comfortable? No, I don't think we. No, would. I wouldn't. No, thank you. No. Not ready. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's one more signing yet. Because uh, Asquith's pretty much gone, so we've yeah, got another still, spot opened still up. Still trialing. I don't know if there's, if it's been done or signed yet. So, well, you'd say that ish. He should get something soon because the English season has just started. So yeah, well, there's three weeks left of the transfer window. Yeah. So I reckon we've got one more signing, possibly centre-back, maybe. I think, yeah, centre-back or a backup right-back would make sense. All right, we're back with Mariners head of football and all-round top bloke, Nick Montgomery. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. How are you? We're well, we're well. Um, it's good. First question, where do you keep your master food sauce? In the fridge or the cupboard? I'm a cupboard person, but my oh, wife keeps yes. in the fridge, so depends where lady. she puts it. Good lady. <laughs> She's got it switched on. No. Um, how did your season finish up at Wollongong Wolves? Yeah, we um, we won. We beat Sydney FC six one on the weekend. Um, unfortunately, I was in England the the, the previous weekend um, at my brother's wedding. I missed the game, and the boys lost uh, against Rockdale. And that, along with a three point deduction um, early on in the season for playing a, a player that was suspended, uh, sort of cost us cost the club in the end of making finals. And it's a real shame because I think since I joined the club. I think we won nine from 12 games, so I think we were the form team in the league uh, the second half of the season. But fortunately, uh, this season, the points, I think the points that, that the club gained every every other season, that would have been top five in the NPL, but this season it, it wasn't to be. How did that move to Wollongong all come about? To be honest, I, um, obviously when I decided to step down from, from playing full-time uh, at the end of last season, I had uh, plenty of phone calls from sort of the, the, you know, the Newcastle MPL, Sydney MPL, and even the Victorian um, sort of MPL there. And yeah, I just sort of, it was after the FFA Awards night. Um, the, the owner and the CEO from and the manager from the Wolves wanted, wanted to meet me, and yeah, I just went to meet them. And they just, uh, they were really keen to get me down for the last 12 games, and I thought they were really good people. and it's one of them clubs that I think with expansion um, in the next you know, couple of seasons, hopefully they'll, they'll be one of the, the teams that are at the forefront of, of that, along with probably South Melbourne and a few others, in my opinion. 
Um, so yeah, to join you know, a club like that just for 12 games and take my experience down there to to, to a young squad and, and be involved in um, you know, something a club like that and helping them with a bit of publicity in, in the you know, challenge for A-League status. It was, uh, it was a pretty easy decision in the end. It was uh, just a travel that um, you know, was, a, was a main problem, but um, I only trained once a week and I trained a few few days with the, with the young boys at the Mariners, the academy boys and, and the first team boys. So, yeah, it, sort of, it worked pretty well. There was obviously a lot of speculation towards the end of last year uh, around what your next move would be, and I dare say probably everything sort of worked out for the good in the end. Uh, but how how hard was having that conversation about moving uh, into the next step in your career and sort of moving into management? Yeah, well, it's something that, you know, to be honest, I've thought about it for a couple of years. You know, once you get over 30, it's always on, on your mind. And, and um, you know, obviously I'll be 36 at the start of this next early season. And uh, I thought about it a lot last year and did have options to, you know, to carry on playing and, and even go and play in Asia back in England. But my kids just started school. Uh, you know, they're, they're really happy and my wife's settled. So I think it's the first time really in my career that, you know, the, this decision for the for the family was, uh, you know, the, the main reason why I decided to sort of take on this role and, and use it as a sort of transition, um, you know, into the next phase of my, my career. Um, I think, you know, getting onto my pro license in the next year or two is is, is a good step for me. But I think it's had a football role and, and been involved in the logistics and um, you know, the scheduling as well as a bit of coaching for the young boys was, you know, was, was definitely a good step for me and. Um, you know, still playing at a good level. MPL one, um, you know, with with good players. That no doubt, some of them could be in the A League if there was expansion. Um, but yeah, I think I made the right decision, and I'll probably sit in the stand uh, for the Jets game, the first home game, and probably uh, it'll probably be a bit weird. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to cope with it as well as I can. But yeah, it's definitely not not easy, even though you, you prepare yourself for it. You stepped into a role in, in, with a, a new role with the club. Uh, we saw your name on an office door, so you must be liking that one. Uh, can you sort of give us a snapshot of what the role is about and a bit of info about how it's going? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think that was a bit of a joke. Someone put my name on the door <laughs> the office, but um, yeah. So to be honest, uh, you know, speaking with Paul and I at the end of the season, you know, they really want to be involved with it. With the first team, um, you know, in the morning when the boys are training, and I still carrying on that mentoring role that I've done for a few years with the young players. That's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so yeah, I'm you know been involved in, in, in with the first team on the morning and down with the coaching staff. So uh, learning all the time from from Paolo and um, you know other people down there. And again, still being around the boys. So um, that sort of the morning then. Uh, sometimes pop in the office and just look through the scheduling and, and work through stuff with, with a, you know, with the season uh, approaching. Um, and yeah, I work alongside Sean as well, the CEO in, in decisions making the, the club sort of move forward. Um, so yeah, I think been, been in football for 20 years at you know, high level in the highest level in England and, and here I've, I've got a bit of experience to to give my you know my thoughts on on stuff and yeah, I've you know tried to implement a few of them things this season and. Uh, obviously, there's disappointment in the FFA Cup, but I think that's a real learning curve for for some of the young boys and a bit of a wake up call. But there's, there's no doubt 
know, moving forward, I think we're going to have an exciting season ahead of us in the A-League. So are you working just with the first team or are you interested in working a bit with the uh, young academy players as well? Yeah, um, you know, obviously taking on the, the, the Wolves thing, um, which has just finished. Obviously, you know, I couldn't really commit to, to, to any, anything with the academy, but I did take the under-15s a couple of times and, uh, you know, um, work with Benny Khan in terms of looking at the, the young players and helping uh, mentor some of them as well as training with them a few times and, and doing a little bit of internal coaching. So, yeah, to be honest, there's not enough, enough hours in the day at the minute. Um, my wife said uh, it was definitely easy when I was a, a player. Are you looking at moving up into like a, a first-team head coach anytime soon with like in the MPL or something like that? Oh, not not right this second. Uh, something that I definitely want to want to do down the line. But for now, I'm I'm just sort of enjoying this role and using it as a real good transition. And and, and you know, I think in football you're you're always learning. Um, so you know, sometimes taking a step back and watching games from the side is it's actually good because um, you know, already doing my A license. It's the last few years I, I sort of started to look at the game a different way. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And, Something that you know, I really want to help this club uh, get back to the, the success that it, that it had previously. And thought last year we we laid some sort of good foundations. Um, you know, uh, we still didn't have uh, you know a massively experienced squad, and I think that's where we lacked. But I think this season we've, we've definitely got more experience, and that will that will help. Um, it'll definitely help. Um, you know, uh, moving forward. So do you consider that the role sits in the organisation in the football department, Monty, i.e., does, uh, for instance, does Paolo report to you? Is it, is it a bridge between no. administration and Oh, yeah, and the it is a bit department? of a bridge. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Paolo's a head coach. He's a report to, to anyone, really, but we work in, you know, I work in conjunction with Paolo and Ivan and, and Sean as well to sort of bridge that gap between the, you know, the office and the CEO and the football department. So, um, yeah, that's probably the easiest way of... Summing it up, and um, I think the role, the yeah. roles uh, is new at, at the Mariners, and there's quite a lot of clubs like Sydney, Perth, uh, these clubs, Melbourne City, that have someone in this role. Um, but I think uh, you know, having my experience in the game, and you know, being able to sort of use this as a transition for me is, is for me, it's a good role, and you know, I really feel like I can help the club, um, you know, move forward and. And then carry on building this this foundation to 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 bring success back to the club. So are the boots now hung up, Monty? No, uh, no chance, mate. No, no chance. chance. They, uh, so yeah, there's no is, doubt. I'll play for another yeah, another play for another season or two at least until I feel that you know I've uh, had enough. And the ankle, um, to be honest, my ankle's not been great for the last couple of seasons. Uh, but you know, not training every single day on it, you know, it already. I don't have the stiffness and pain that I have you know, that I had every morning for probably the last two seasons. So it's just about managing that and, and keeping fit. And yeah, just while I'm still enjoying it and playing at a good level, I'll, I'll try and uh, you know, work both of them in together. So have you settled on plans for the future in that respect? Like I imagine you're talking about an NPL club again and maybe even uh, the Wolves. Well, yeah. Um, you know, obviously I'll have that conversation I just wanted to get through this season and uh, probably take a bit of a bit of a break I think I played you know, 25 early games last season plus 12 I've played nearly 40 games this season which is uh, similar to a championship season in England so not something that I'm uh, not accustomed to but um, yeah I think it's definitely give the body a little bit of a rest now 
Um, and yeah, just take a bit of time to reflect on on the decision I made and, and, and what lies ahead. Um, how much of a part, if any, have you had in the uh, European scouting mission and uh, assigning of the new Dutch and Spanish players? Uh, to be honest, there uh, that that was already in, in place before I uh, you know, made my decision to uh, to take on the role. So I, I've not had massive uh, input um, in 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 the in the boys coming in. I did have a you know a hand in the, the Tom Goodwin from Spurs, um, you know, in terms of you know helping helping bring him to the club. Uh, but yeah, moving forward, I'm you know, hopefully be involved in um, in that a lot more. So is that from the English leagues that you've previously played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we we took him from Spurs, so um, yeah, that was uh, a good one to be involved in him. Uh, he's only a young keeper, um, but yeah, we've. You know, we, we, to bring him in from anyone in from an EPL club, and in fact, he's you know, plays for the under 23s international um, Australia team. It's you know, it, it's a good opportunity for him to, to come in to, to the A League and fight for the spot with um, Ben Kennedy and uh, Adam Pearce. No worries. Thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it. No worries, guys. Pleasure as always. Back with all round great guy and academy coach Ben Khan. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Are you good or are you sick? Yeah, I'm still sick. You caught me. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the back, back end of our season since our impressive win against Marconi in round 14 has been a bit of a mixed bag. Is there anything specific you can put this down to? Uh, look, just. Um something I've said a few times before in the past um, when we uh, you know when, when we have the luxury of having everybody available um, it, it's much easier to develop that consistency um, but given the nature of our our job and, and the youth team uh, in, in a professional football club setup um, players are often taken away to first in training which is great it's it's where I want them to be uh, but it just means it's hard to generate that togetherness and, and, and consistency in performance. So, uh, look, it's, it's uh, no secret that the, the five-week off-season for the A-League um, led to five five game five wins in a row for us. Um, and, and obviously, since their return, it's been a bit disrupted. Um, and again, that's not not an excuse. It's not a complaint. Uh, it's just the uh, just the reality. Um, and uh, and look also you know it's a, it's a difficult league there are some good teams uh, it's very hard for anybody to maintain uh, that form in this league if you look at the league table uh, there's only about four points in second last to fourth in the league so uh, everybody's struggling this year to to put a run together. Out of all those boys um, that go away and train with the first team, how many? Are there sort of week to week, or how many has there been at some some stages during the season? Yeah, well, um, Lucky Wales has been on a full time basis, um, but but for everybody else, it fluctuates mm-hmm. depending on the uh, needs of the first team and and what preparation is required for their week. If there's things they need to work on that require more players, that you know they might take up to seven or eight players. Uh, if it's if it's something you know if it's not necessarily something they need numbers for. Uh, just positional things that they might take three or four. So, yeah, it's quite unpredictable, really. So we're currently in sixth, which is the last final spot. 
Um, yep. Will you be disappointed if we don't make the finals, given we have played some good football this season? Um, yes. Yeah, look, of course. Um, I'll, uh, you know, I've stressed all year and, and my whole time here that, uh, you know, winning things with this team isn't the, isn't the be all and end all. Um, the priority is to develop footballers and educate young players and give them opportunity to, uh, earn careers as professional footballers, uh, especially through our club. But, uh, being, a being a competitive person and being surrounded by, by lots of competitive people, obviously, um, you know, we, we set out to win every game, and we set out at the beginning of the season to, uh, you know, to, to, to finish as high as we can and be as uh, strong as we can in the comp. So along the way, Ben, there's been a few games where we've dropped points and maybe we felt we shouldn't have. You probably felt we shouldn't have. Um, so yeah. how do you how do you go about um, trying to fix those mistakes or to work with the boys? Um, when a lot of the time it's probably just a bit of youthful exuberance or ignorance or a little bit of learning for them. Yeah, look, it's um, it's it's the same process. Um, you know, weekly we we review the game um, by video. Uh, we, we you know we identify weaknesses and areas that we've gone wrong. And we just keep chipping away. Um, you know, it's been it's been no secret that. Um, team, teams have uh, hurt us from uh, you know, doing things that are on the uglier side of the game, you know, corners, long balls, long throw-ins. Um, and I think it's quite an interesting relation to the national curriculum that the players that are coming through now uh, have not done any, any development on the defensive side of the game um, and haven't really, haven't really had an education in managing the game and uh, dealing with different styles of play, so that that becomes really evident when we play in the MPL two against teams that uh, can't out football us, but can can have to try and find ways to or other ways to get a result. Um, so so look, it's just a, you know we've um, a good example would be this weekend or last weekend when we played Mount Druitt. I thought that Michael Glassett, for example, who has been great this season. Uh, but has also, you know, also as a 17-year-old playing senior football does, has made some mistakes and had some harsh learning to do. Uh, but against Mount Druitt, he he he, he proved that, that the work that we've put in and that he's put in on the training ground was uh, has paid off. He, he was excellent defensively, and he corrected some of the small details that that may have cost him in, in previous weeks. And the same goes for the other players around him. So hopefully, you know, hopefully. Um, you know, you look at this year, and you have a tough year where we've thrown leads away and uh, you know conceded stupid goals and, and really struggled with physicality. But you know, going into next season, if we can keep the the majority of these players, they'll be a year more experienced and hopefully more ready to deal with that type of uh, competition. Adam Pearce hasn't uh, played lately with him being in the first team squad. Can you give us some background on how Chris Marks came to be on the coast? Um, uh, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it all came about. I believe that he had some time with Paul Ocon in the Young Socceroos at some stage, um, and I believe he was playing in England. Uh, whether that deal came to an end or not, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, he, he was brought in by by um, by the first team to, to have a look at and to. Put some pressure on the existing goalkeepers. Um, so how has he started into the team then? Like uh, with with the way you're playing? 
look, he um, he he started really well. He made a good impact. He's got a really good personality. Um, I think he uh, look. He, he probably used to playing a slightly different brand of football, and, and it would take him some time to adapt. But I've been really impressed with his uh, his ability to come for crosses and corners and things like that. I think that's really helped us, especially given. Uh, what we were saying before about struggling against teams that play a bit more direct against us. Uh, I think he showed a real good presence in those moments. So not many people will probably know this, but Daniel De Silva's younger brother, Rhett, uh, also came into the academy when Daniel arrived and he's been playing for the 18s a little bit. How have you seen him uh-huh. since he's arrived? Yeah, look, he's, he's, he's done really well. Um, he's... Uh, it's worked pretty hard. It's always hard to come into a to a new group uh, so late in the season. Um, he he scored a, scored a cracking free kick for us. He's he's played consistently well when when he's played uh, in the 18s. And he was rewarded last week. He was on the bench for the 20s and he came on and, and, and I think he I believe he got the assist for the fourth goal. So he'd be pretty happy with that. So we've got a make-up game on Thursday at the strange time of 1pm. Did you pick this time slot, and why is it 1 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't my decision. Um, uh, look, I think it was an agreement between the two clubs that um, uh, given given most boys uh, were available, uh, it, it would be it would be. A, solution to, to get it out of the way and, and prevent the evening travel um, and we also have an 18s and 20s make-up game against Blacktown Spartans that evening too so to try and squeeze three games into the one night would have been uh, uh, you know logistically quite difficult. Do you subconsciously if nothing else feel like it might be more or is more important to um, get wins over the other A-League sides academies just you know show the smaller area or non-football area can uh, compete and beat the big boys so to speak I know there's only one left but still Western Sydney Yeah yeah look I mean we get we get the opportunity uh, throughout the year now to play them uh, play them four times because we're playing twice in the MYL twice in the MPL. Um, so, you know, we've developed quite a close rivalry where we, we know a lot about each other. Um, it, look, it's it, it's not something that we, we consciously talk about, but I, I guess it is there in the back of our heads. Um, you know, two weeks ago, our 18s beat their 18s 8-0, uh, and our 20s beat their 20s 5-2, and uh, that was a nice feeling. Uh, both teams played quite well on the day as well, so we showed good levels of performance. And uh, I know that we often get uh, looked down upon by the football community in in relation to uh, the two Sydney clubs. Uh, so, so, so yes, look, it, it, it is nice to show that we can compete in terms of recruitment and in terms of our uh, coaching and training and in terms of what, what we're producing on the pitch. It, it's it's definitely something that um, whether it's spoken about or not drives the players and the staff. And do you think that they tend to play a similar sort of a style in terms of um, it's not really... So, it, well, it is about winning the games, but it's also about developing their youth and for that reason uh, they might concentrate on similar things to what we might? Yeah, for sure. Look, we always find when we play them um, it's probably a, a truer football game uh, and, and, and there's definitely a better, better standard on offer um, and it's... Probably more realistic to where to where we are 
uh, when we play against them, which is why it was so disappointing to lose in round one. Uh, we didn't play well down there at all, and you know it's a game that we look forward to and prepare well to, uh, for because uh, it, you know it's, it's a, a test against similar age players with uh, similar aspirations and a club with a similar playing style. So um, yeah, look, that was that was we were looking to rectify that this week for sure. Following the West Sydney Wanderers game on Thursday, we have Bankstown and Spirit FC away to finish off the season. Uh, how do you mm-hmm. think we're mm-hmm. going to go to uh, see out the final three games? Um, look, uh, given the nature of the MPL2, it's quite unpredictable. Um, you know, Bankstown have been relegated from the club championship already, so I'm unsure of their, where their motivation will lie and, and what they'll have in the tank. Um so it's always dangerous to play against those teams with no pressure on them, though. Um, and Spirit, who we beat uh, 4-0, I think, in round one. And on paper, we'd fancy ourselves. But depending on where the next next few weeks go, they could easily finish above us. So uh, look, we're going to take every game as seriously as we can. And, you know, we've lost to teams that we shouldn't lose to. <coughs> so, yeah, very unpredictable. I, I couldn't tell you what we'll, what the outcomes will be. Last time we spoke, uh, and I think we probably bring it up every time we speak, but about the age limits, um, and I think you mentioned yeah. that there was the potential that there might be an extension on the age limit. Uh, has there been any news from that? Uh, there's been there's been no official word, no. Um, I, I don't believe we'll hear about that until probably the close of this MPL season. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't have any info on that. Apologies. Uh, so we've we've heard about uh, Steve White. He uh, had a trial with the Sounders over in America. Can you tell us how he went over there and what the latest on that is? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bundle of information. He did secrets from us. If, uh, look, I, I don't know at this stage. Um, I don't know what the what the final decision is and what's happening, but. Uh, I, I think a decision will be made in the next in the next few days, so uh, you should you should hear in due course whichever way it goes. Something you can tell us about: um, we hear that you've been sitting on the sidelines instead of uh, in the dugout. <laughs> you want to tell us about that? Um, yeah, I'd like to say it's because I uh, enjoy the view, but no, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I was. Uh, Suspended for for three games uh, for a pretty innocuous incident, in my opinion. Um, it was at the St George game. Uh, look, it was uh, that we timed eleven minutes of um, time wasted by the opposition. The referee added three. Um, I questioned him post game, uh, in, in not not in any particular uh, aggressive manner. Uh, and, and the situation blew up a bit. Um, Doesn't sound like it. Nah, nah, exactly. Yeah, and unfortunately, ended up ended up with three weeks on the sideline, which has been which has been tough. So this will be the last week of that. Um, it's certainly uh, a frustrating place to be. I can imagine we're there every week. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, now I know your pain. I'm oh, sorry so... for putting you through that every week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. No dramas.
So moving on to signings, uh, Val Brahma we've signed uh, from FC Utrecht, uh, who finished fourth in the 2016 Eredivisie. Decent signing. Very good. Excellent. Are you happy? Excellent. Experience. Has ex- excellent credentials with winning a Dutch league with, who did he win it with? Twente. 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 Yeah. And a cup, yeah. And uh, cheers to Trent Sainsbury, who shouted us out and got him to come over. I thought Sainsbury hated us. No, nah, I think he... He's made some weird sort of little comments lately I think it's about the Mariners. Cause cause it's because he cares. It does. I think he just might hate uh, Mr. Charles West. <laughs> Cruel to be kind. <laughs> it's um, funny how these players view us, isn't it? Because Macca was interesting about us uh, in the FFA coverage too. Yeah, First time funny. I heard him be really supportive and say he was. Anyway, mm. sorry, I digress. Oh, well, it's it's just it's going to be a straight swap for Monty. Yeah. That's what it is. It's basically a Monty that's six years younger. Good age. Arguably better. Very good credentials. And I mean, we're going to have a defensive midfield pairing that's going to have, I think they've got about over 400 games experience um, in the year de Vise. I mean, we probably haven't had a defensive midfield pairing like that ever. I don't know if there's even been one in the A-League with that sort of uh, uh, experience. experience. Dutch combo. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's going to be awesome. Uh, the next signing was Astrobel, who we've nicknamed Astro Boy, 26-year-old Spanish striker, uh, penned a one-year deal. God, I hope he's good because the backup is Bingham and I have nothing against Bingham, but I just hope Astrobel is good enough and stays stays fit throughout the season. Yep. Yeah, well, he's a good age. He's got... Very good age. Decent pedigree. You know, he's got... He scored 26 goals in 77 games for Las Palmas B-side, which, you know, is an all right goal-scoring record, record at a decent level. Like, Spanish B-sides are still probably better quality than the A-League, so... Yeah, I dare say they are. Yeah. Um, and one of them was a bicycle kick. I don't know if we've ever had a striker that can score a bicycle <laughs> kick. Impressive. Impressive, definitely. So was it a fluke though? Because I haven't seen him score another bicycle kit, and I—I I got to admit, I haven't seen him play a second. So I've got no idea if he's good, if he's not. Yeah, we'll, be we'll find out. Sort of because of his, because of when he arrived, he obviously uh, arrived too late to play FFA Cup. He would have been incredibly handy. Yeah, in that game. Um, but the concern is, is that you can't, we can't afford for him to not be good because, like you said, Josh, we haven't got. We've got Bingham as a backup, and he's okay, but is he consistent A-League quality at the moment? I don't think he is. And if Azrabal doesn't work out, then we're pretty stranded up for front. Me, for me, the squad is solid in the midfield. Defence, a few, few question marks, but then the striker. We need goals. And so we need we've got to hope that Azrabal can cut it. We've got some balance everywhere else. We've got youth and experience, and that's why he yep. comes here is to provide experience mm. because Bingers is youth, and, and I think potentially Bingers can lead the line. That we might be answering another question here, but I think potentially he can lead the line, but we Do you really want to ask need... The question, yeah? Let's ask the question. Where's the question? Do you think Bingham is a first-team quality player? If Astro Boy got injured, is he good enough to start up front? This is from Declan Reynolds. 
I think he is and I think he can be and with the right service I think he can even be effective but he's inexperienced and uh, it's a tough position, it's a tough gig for anybody so we really need to go back to the original subject a little, we really need Astro Bale to succeed and to provide that experience side and uh, one of the things I particularly liked reading about him was how he r rates himself as um, uh, hard effort, hard worker. Um, because uh, that's what we need. We front. really do need that. Um, it's okay to have a target up there, but I think it's equally important that that position works hard and uh, does what um, you know that position needs to do: get on the ball and uh, make things happen. So, as so long as there's quality with that as well. Yeah. So, so I hope he can be the experience and the quality. Because no, I don't think that if we're making our first choice of strikers for our A League team, then I don't think Josh Bingham um, would disrespect me for saying I don't think he's ready to be the l line leader for the club. Um, but he certainly potentially has that, which is why we've signed him um, again. So probably a player uh, to come on for the last say half an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah, and to put pressure on Asdrubal as he increases his experience and as he gets better himself. So. Um, that's the roles of the two of them, but that requires Asdrubal to one be good and two not be injured. So, mm. so that's uh, key for us. And of course, Asdrubal would is going to be a totally different player to what Roy was. Roy was the target man up front, whereas Asdrubal's what five foot eight, I probably more well, technical, a lot more technical. I wouldn't say Roy was a target man. He had that. He had that striker look though. He got height, was good in the air. I'm not sure how Astrobal is going to be in the air, but I can definitely see him being good with the ball at his feet because he's, he's a Spaniard. Because they're all, they're all technical. Well, I think Bingers is probably the, the complete opposite to him. You know, Bingers is very... He's obviously... Good in the air. his height well. He's be very good man. in the air. He's very much a target man who would work in a style that's very di direct, whereas I don't think ours is going to be very direct. So I think that's where we might have Maybe a little bit of Maybe if we're chasing issue. the game. I, I pointed Maybe. it out during the game, the FFA Cup game, is we looked 100 times better with the ball at our feet than in the air. So yeah. I think the style of play that we'll, we'll play will be uh, on the floor. I don't think any. I don't think we'll be as good in the air as we will be on the floor. Interesting point, though, about versatility because uh, in a situation... We, I don't think we're going to play with two strikers, but if we no. find ourselves chasing a game and we really want to have uh, an impact right at the front, then the pair of them together... Change it to a 4-4-2 four, four, if really we're chasing a game. ...have really strong opposing attributes that would uh, ima I'd imagine that they w would work well together. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's combinations there that we can uh, wring out of the pair of them. And finally, we've uh, loaned Tom Glover from the fantastic Tottenham Hotspurs for a year. 19-year-old goalkeeper. You'd be loving this, wouldn't you? I Mr. would. Mr. Spurs. I've got to get his autograph. <laughs> and the name. Autograph and Spurs the position. Kit. I love the Superb. name too, yeah. Superb. That works well for me. Absolutely. Well, this I think this was probably always going to be on the cards. Uh, Another when young socceroo. Vukovic went overseas and then Sydney came into the race to sign... The other guy. CSAC. CSAC, that's it. I just had a complete mind blank then. Pretty sure Sydney were after Glover before yeah. CSAC. Well, when well, we beat we were we were in the race for CSAC and we nearly had him and then Vukovic went overseas and then Sydney, with all their money and everything else. Definitely up um, there offer. Yeah, and I think Glover was always going to be the backup for us if we didn't get CSAC. So I think it's, it's worked out probably better, I think, to be honest. You wouldn't think of it the other way? No. 
Okay. Well, I guess we'll see with the upcoming season. I'm so. happy with this combination, and especially his addition, but only if uh, Ben Kennedy isn't injured. Um, which right yeah. now it's still It us. still seems to be very much... Like, Spurs aren't going to send him across the other side of the world to not play any game time. So there must have... There would have had to be some kind of a guarantee that he's going to get a certain amount of game time. Yeah. Is he going to be first choice, do you think? I think he'd have to be. Otherwise, yeah. why would Spurs... Why Why would yes. they send him here to train? If he was going to be second yeah. choice. At yeah. the moment, that has to be the way I we mean, think about it. Or he could just stay in England and keep on training with guys that are playing, the, playing in the Premier League every week. I mean, training with Hugo Lloris could be worse. Decent mm. learning experience there, you'd yeah. imagine. Right, on to listeners' questions. Uh, Paul Hart asks, update on membership numbers. How are we tracking... We are currently at 3978. Um, September last year, we only had 3,400, so actually up. 500. Um, yeah, 500 really 600. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Top work, Dan the man. Like oh, yeah. the, it's definitely the signings that have something to do with that. The, um, signings are looking well, good. Well, it's not the FFA Cup result, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's why that night was more annoying, and that's why I was annoyed for like a week, because I was like, everything else has gone so well, and then we... Bottled that night. He got zero phone calls the next day. He got all his work done. <laughs> no one bothered him. Then he said on the Friday, two idiots called him mm. to uh, complain. <laughs> and he asked for their name to get their membership numbers and whatnot. And they said, oh, no, we're not members. So. Peak. It's weird, isn't <laughs> it? Like, I'm definitely guilty of this, but like having a go at the admin of the sports team on Twitter just doesn't mean anything they're not the ones no. running the show and the same with off the people in the office if you ring up and abuse the office people why they've That's got nothing to do with the running of the football side yeah and it is it is about the players and the signing of the players and whatever but for me it's actually the overall in the big picture we're making good signings we've changed the game a bit in the way that we're managing the office um, we're under good management the it's the approach of the signings as much as it's the names nobody knows whether Brammer will be successful here or Tommy Harrier or Asdrubal or anyone else but um but what we do know is that we're taking an approach here that you know uh, is uh, gonna hopefully bear fruit so i like the approach and i think other fans are probably seeing that too um more from scott mack our forward men of pain de silva bingham astrobal hall appia and bahaja uh, and also powell who's going to be the four of these starting uh are we light on here I don't think so. No, we we don't need more wingers. We've got enough wingers. We've got a lot yeah. of wingers. Well, we're light on up top, which is sort of what we just spoke about. But I think um, the starting four of that who will start on the right wing and Payne on the left. I think that's sort of pretty clear. Good I think Astrobal up front and then uh, De Silva behind him. Yeah, and I think Upier and Bahaja are going to clearly be the backups. Yeah, um, and yeah, they're you know. Good sort of impacts players. Are they ninety minute guys? Probably not. Um, Blake Powell. Who well, to the end of uh, last season, we saw Appiah starting over Payne. We did. So it all depends on form, doesn't it? Form yeah. and tr- who's had the best training week. I think Powell is one of those people where you sort of forget about him because he's been injured for so mm. long. I think was it you, Aaron, yeah. that he just had surgery recently yes he yeah did. i saw a yes photo sort on of knee surgery photo on instagram he said something Obviously about his 
sorry about sorry obviously be recurring, but uh, he did he did indicate in that that he was looking good for this season, which suggests that it was minor, comparatively mm. minor. So maybe it was just more like a clean out or something sort of like thing. that. Yeah. yeah, which which could be good. So hopefully, and and uh, looking at that list, I like looking at that list because does anyone want to disagree with me that uh, Bahaja is potentially uh, a replacement uh, in the Asdrubal? Um, Bingham position and so is Powell in fact Powell played his best football and scored his most goals when he was in that position at Wellington so actually that makes it makes me feel like we've got a little bit more coverage in the centre than I thought we had a bit more versatility so you're saying Powell as the as the number nine yeah I think that's well, we need him that'd be that'd be a probably be a third choice option I'd so so yeah. that means that we've got multiple options on the right and left wing and we've got multiple options in the centre and we've got yeah. some options in the 10. Mm. We've got multiple options all the way across the park, so yeah, that so doesn't surprise me. So, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of... It's good to have some depth. ...versatility there. And then obviously... But my four are Luke's. Yeah, yeah I, well, I think we all... I think the yeah, same probably everyone's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Al asks, Liam Rose, where you guys would play him? Centre-back or bench versatility to cover backs and mids? Should he be ahead of McGing at backup DM? Um, Definitely not centre-back. I think he'd be a versatility, bench versatility to come on as a backup mid. Yeah, I think week to week it's going to probably be either McGing or Rose to cover in that defensive mid spot. Potentially McGing uh, will cover at right back if we don't sign another one. McGing, McGing, <laughs> McGing didn't have his best game in the game against Blacktown. No, but in the friendly against Hakua, he played right back uh, instead of Storm. So potentially Paolo's looking at sort of him to cover that right back spot if we don't sign someone else. I think that's one of the things about this squad. Maybe w- the only thing where we maybe lack depth is right back because well, other, than other, than other than yeah, other than Storm, we don't have a specialised right back. So who would you no. play as um, second left back, right back? McGing, second right back. And I guess the upside to having Golic McGing maybe. on the bench. Golic could also maybe go into right back, but yeah. I'd rather have him in centre back. I think the upside to having McGing on the bench is that he can go either right back or DM potentially, yeah. which is one more spot than what Liam Rose can cover. I haven't seen McGing play right back, so I'm not sure about that one. I'm not a. I'm not a. We've got plenty of fans who don't seem to like the way Jake McGing plays, but I still think that he's potentially one of our best holding midfielders. And um, Paolo obviously thinks a little bit like that too, and is willing to give him a chance. We've tried both those guys as central defenders, and while they can play there, I don't think either of them are naturally suited to it. So the the backup option of McGing and Rose. I think that just creates good versatility there. But so I, don't, I don't think Liam Rose is a central defender. So, so who is the backup left wing? Um, Trent? Trent was left or is Trent right? Trent's Appia. right, isn't it? Appia. Appia. Yeah. 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 They Well, they keep switching. Yeah, they, they would switch. Um, yeah. yeah, they would switch and cut in on the inverted wingers. Yeah. So it depends what um, Paolo wants to do there. Um, can you explain the MPL setup? I understand only one club championships go up. Champions go up, sorry. Does the winner of the GF go up? Blah, blah, blah. No. No, they do not. It's only the club champions. So it's the winner when you add up all the points from uh, first grade 20 and 18s. Uh, they go up and then one person comes down. One, pl- um, one club comes down. Um, should the 18s, who I think are doing really well, be disadvantaged by results of the other guys? No. No. Um, 18's just won so. the premiership, 
So yeah. we will probably finish around mid-table in the club championship, so there's, no, there's yeah, nothing wrong with that. You've got to have um, strength in all your teams, I think, to deserve to go up. I think so. Benny was saying a few weeks ago that they were hoping that the 18s or 20s would have a really good season, just in case the first grade team didn't. But yeah. the first grade team have had a good season as well, so yeah. we're all sweet there. Well, they've, the they've club in a whole have had a really good season. Yeah, they've yeah. had sort of maybe a, a little bit of a rough back end of the season, but the 18s and the 20s have kept on winning enough games, and we're well away from getting dropped, obviously. So That was the goal at the start of the season, just to stay in NBL 2, yeah. and NBL 2, I think, is fine. Um, and uh, thanks to Yoda on the forum, he's answered um, who's going down and who's going up. So Parramatta's coming down into MPL2, and Marconi uh, will all be guaranteed to go up. Yeah. Well, I can't say that I'm you know, not happy to see Marconi go up. Take their budget with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Um, now, midway through the year, we sort of, I think we spoke with uh, Ben about this, but there was a um, proposal to sort of rehash all the MPL teams, uh, the the fixture, the um, the league. So instead of having one, two, three, and then the the state league, they were just going to do um, one and two, and then the um, state league underneath that with fourteen teams instead. So I don't know if that's going to go ahead or not. If it does, you might see three teams going up. Instead of just the one, uh, it's yet to be seen. So Now, moving on to upcoming events, we've got Palooza, which is on the Friday, August 25th at the Sunken Monkey. Um, so there's going to be a big announcement. Do you guys want to have a, a bit of a gamble? If you, don't, if, if you don't know what the Sunken Monkey is, it's just the Woodport Inn. I refuse to call it that name because it's always been Woody's to me. So Woody's. Fair enough. But yeah, what do you reckon... It's it's not just going to be the kid unveiling, is it? Because they're hyping it up like it's a big thing, and it feel it, you, would you feel like shortchanged if it was just a kit <laughs> announcement? Yes, imagine if it is a little bit yeah. <laughs> now, especially since Sean sort of leaked a bit of it at the dinner. Well, know? it's not it's Earn not a n- it's not a new logo because because we've seen inside goss things. Uh, Upcoming merchandise-wise, <laughs> and it has the current logo on it, <laughs> so it's not a new logo. Some of the proposals were a W League team, uh, a new logo, which I don't think probably probably gonna no. they're going to have to throw out all this merch <laughs> if it's a new logo. <laughs> uh, maybe they just made four just to give to us. Maybe and throw us off. it's a dumb trying to make us try trying to throw us, us look, <laughs> look like fools. It can't be the W League team announcement. Surely the FFA can't even make a decision. No, yeah, I, I'm with you to on that. Save themselves. So. Um, it could be a new player. It could be Zlatan. It's not Zlatan. I'm <laughs> the council being confirmed. <laughs> it's not Zlatan. We'd have to like sell Gosford <laughs> to afford Zlatan. <laughs> the council's announced. We renamed his Zlatan. <laughs> council's announced they're going to take yeah. the red pixel out of the um, scoreboard and give yeah, us it give it us one that's bigger than my could television. Could be a new scoreboard. Zlatford. A new scoreboard. Imagine if they held this whole night for a new scoreboard. Uh, it <laughs> could be yellow seats. Yeah, we like that. Which new seats would be nice. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of the bears and the bloody seats. Well, yeah. I was leaning towards the stadium. A I'd love a roof. <laughs> I was leaning towards a stadium style announcement, but from what we know, that's probably a long way off. Because the council. The council uh, because yeah, there's up the a. some shit going on with the council that is really not helping us at the moment. So I don't think it's anything to do with the stadium. 
which only leaves one thing, and that's ownership. Yeah. Oof. So he cut the tension in the air with a knife. Potential new investors. Maybe, We're um, going to be let down so hard, aren't we? Um, I hope not. Really hope not. If you got any idea of what you think it might be, just leave a comment on Facebook, or you know, I'd love to see what your ideas might be. Come up with like the most outlandish thing, mm. so we can laugh at it. Anyway, so it's thirty dollars entry. Um, you get this, you're gonna need a team of three. Um, you get to participate in some activities. You play darts, uh, foosball, FIFA seventeen, ping pong. Hope you don't do a merger and hurt your knee. <laughs> and uh, buck hunter. <laughs> As well, apparently. Nah, that that merger stuff's for later in the night. Yeah. Shout out darts with the silver, mate. Darts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Make sure that it's it's uh, darts the sport, not the yeah. other version of Those darts. Those darts will be inside. So you get. Um, <laughs> I think I need to mention this sponsor here. You get two complimentary six-string beers, uh, as well as a pizza and fries. So yeah, that's good. So when you think about it. These days, if you go to a pub, if you're paying two beers, a pizza and chips, it probably works out at thirty bucks. So that's that was it's a fair price. Yeah, prizes will be given away on the night that will make your attendance more than worthwhile. So I'm going. Plus, we get to talk to the new boys, don't we? We do. You Is get to annoy them about yeah, your fishing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them if they're fishermen. Is it um, Wood or Wood? Hey, Wood, do you want to go fishing? I'm going to say the V. Okay, I'm just getting prepared for yeah. the palooza, mate. Um, also, <laughs> in the future, we're going to have a trivia night at Sidelines. Sidelines have come on board and sponsored us for another season. So, we're going to have Thanks another Troy. trivia Woo-hoo! night there. Legend. Thank you, Troy. Thank you Champion. very much. Um, yeah, it was a great night last season. Um, we're going to do it again. Raise heaps of money. Come, uh, come out and support us again. Have the bacon and um, uh, maple. Mm. And so Sidelines food is the best. So, nice. come along. And we're also going to do a tipping comp. So we haven't spoken to Troy about this, but he might be uh, putting some money towards that. It's <laughs> 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 news for you, Troy. When you he just sprung this. it on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do a tipping comp from the A-League. I think, Fred, you're going to run that, mate. Cheers. Um, <laughs> all that's left to say is thank you for listening. Uh, we're looking forward to a, uh, a good season this year. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye. I dreamed I was missing You were so scared But no one would listen Cause no one else cared After my dreaming I woke with this fear What am I leaving When I'm done here So if you're asking me I want you to So Jacket Gate do you want to talk about Jacket Gate? Um, who knows the most about this? Only if I disguise my voice. I'd so love to talk nobody. about Jacket Gate because it's hilarious. Nobody knows who we are, do they? Is this like in the credits or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's in the credits. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> hopefully Paolo doesn't. Listen. So we were at Academy and we have a good little group of us that go and watch the Academy boys every week. The Gooses. Um, <laughs> well, the, there's a few names. One of them we probably can't really say. Uh, we'll call him... The Gooses. Mr. McDougal. The Woo Boys. It's too obvious. We'll do Harry <laughs> M. The Woo Boys. <laughs> okay, so Harry... It rhymes with Jerry Dick, um, Dick Moogle. Harry M. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spotted uh, Paolo at Academy. No, it wasn't at Academy. It was at the Hacker game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was at the Hakuga game. That's right. It was just at. It was at Academy. No, it was Hakua. No, it was the Hakua. It was Hakua. Game. It was. Is, it, is it Hakua or Hakua? Either Hakua. one. We, it, one of them. <laughs> definitely Hakua. Was it even the Central well, Coast game? Anyway, anyway, one of them. Anyway, anyway. It was one of the preseason trials. And Ocon walks past and he was clearly Paolo not. Paolo Paolo. Paul. Pablo. Paulo. Uh, was clearly not wearing a Mariner. Clearly not wearing a Mariner's jacket. And Harry. Decided to make a comment on Twitter, and not to Paul, um, and then this somehow got back to Paul, and then it was at the next academy home game where it happened. So Paul came down to watch, um, like he does, and then Harry uh, went to walk to his car at half time to get something, and then Paolo bailed him up uh, <laughs> and decided to have an in-depth discussion with Harry. About why he's a shit fan and all he does is back out the club. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've watched, I watched Paolo for about a minute and a half, and he just laid into Harry um, about half a centimetre away from him. Uh, his Harry, expression. Harry could probably feel his spit he on could. his face. He, he did not crack a smile once. He just. Get out in the car park, blasted mate. Blasted Harry. Uh, uh, why is he such a shit fan? And why? I don't think he said shit fan. Well, let's just say he did. He and not, then you know, why <laughs> is he always bagging us out and all this sort of thing? Uh, and then he said uh, he'll go and he'll take Harry over to his car and uh, he'll show him that he does, in fact, have a Mariner's jacket <laughs> in the car. Um, and because Harry was accusing him of wearing a Marconi jacket and not a Mariner's one mm. because for anyone that's not aware, obviously, he used to play for Marconi and uh, he coaches... He still coaches uh, the under twelves, I think his kid under plays 13s, there. Thirteens, I think. Yeah, anyway, something like that. So, um, yeah, so that was exciting. And uh, Harry decided to renew uh, this afternoon his membership. And uh, the club tweeted back to Harry, and then Paul tweeted back to Harry that he was waiting for Harry to renew. <laughs> welcome, Harry, what do you say? Welcome, welcome back, my friend. Welcome, well done, what Harry. Yeah. I was waiting for you, my friend. Yes, <laughs> he's destroyed him. <laughs> Poor H. McDougal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, round, round one, a couple of hours before the game, we've got Paul Ocon versus Harry McDougal in a steel cage match. In the car park. In the car park. In the car park. I, I love our club. I love Paolo. <laughs> I love, I know, you know, we, we criticise when we have to, but I enjoy his blunt personality and then all of a sudden he comes up with that and he's just not destroys af- He's him. not afraid to say what he thinks, eh? He's, no. just, he's just straight to the point. It's funny as... I've been enjoying the um, comments on Facebook as well, like Ocron. Mate, how do you get... It's O-K-O-N. Like, how hard is it to spell it? And some blokes come up with, like, Ocron. 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 Bloody Ocron. Bloody Ocrons. We've only just got past Paulo. (laughs) (laughs) And this starts up again. (laughs) It's taken a year to do that. (laughs) I still see some Paulos. Paulo's definitely the best. He hates Paulo. He hates Paulo. I, I always remember last season when we talked to him I've and he says, oh, I f- hate people calling me yeah. Paulo. And, I'm like, and we just burst out laughing. We haven't been able to publish that because it was a little blue. <laughs> 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 anyway, thank you for listening. Good, good time. Bye. Bye.